Hey everyone, today is Thursday the 13th of May 2021. This is The Gap, episode 565. I'm Luke Laurie. Job Giro's here. Guess what, Job? What? I left the house this week. You left your house? Yeah. Ridiculous. It's, it's, it's getting all crazy over here. People be leaving houses and all sorts of things. I, um, I went to the basketball on the weekend, which is very exciting. Yeah. Um, Who was playing? They're doing- Which game did you go to? It was uh, OKC versus um, Golden State. Oh, yeah. And um, my, when my wife bought the tickets, I was like, oh, this should be interesting because- like OKC is basically in like tank mode at the moment. Yep. They're not. They're not interested in playing basketball. Yep. Um, <laughs> and uh, anyway, it was a really good game because it was pretty close. Like the first maybe half, and then it went stupid. It just went dumb. They um they ended up breaking the franchise record for the most three pointers made in a game. <laughs> um, and Steph got like eleven or something like that. He didn't break the. Um, his record, I think his record is like 13, but, um, it was still entertaining. They just went off, uh, and it was fun to watch. Yeah. So, yeah, it was good. It's very, um, COVID safe, uh, not oh, yeah? like huge amounts of, um, I, th- I don't know what the capacity numbers are, but I think it's like 25% or somewhere around between 25 and 25%. Because the um, there's still generally when we look, there's like tickets available still, ranging from uh, like 90, 85 US to uh, like what I think I looked at the Mavs game and the sideline tickets were about eight hundred dollars, which is pretty good considering what they normally are. <laughs> like for games like that, like thousands of dollars. Um, so at least they're not like gouging the like prices and that sort of thing. Considering the um, which is kind capacity. of what I expected. Yeah, I'm surprised that they're not. Right? Yeah. Um because the tickets we've been buying are pretty much the same prices that we've we were paying over a year ago, a year and a half ago. Um so yeah, it's been it's been good seeing that. Um and then they had like um basically two sort of entrances where people that have been vaccinated, um, you kind of just show your proof and go on in. Yeah. And the other half is uh, people that I guess haven't been vaccinated, but need to take a COVID test and need to take a, a negative COVID test to get in. Uh, so <laughs> it's very like, right. like, I, I don't know if you remember this, but I, I think I spoke about it maybe like, um, it was last year sometime when I was filling out like warriors surveys to be like, hey, when do you think it'll be COVID safe? Yeah. And when they, they actually had like, oh, we'll send out like test kits. I was like, that's definitely going to happen. That seems like too fucking like too much. Um, but yeah, that's what they're doing. They're like testing people yeah. for COVID, which is pretty, pretty good. So at this stage, we're like, we're thinking about like, what's next? We're th- like, we look at a baseball tickets the other day. Um, Why? To go get drunk at the baseball. Fucking hell. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, I- this is, this is, yeah, this is like when you, you're not allowed to, like, eat. You, you can't eat bacon, right? Like, my mm. wife is uh, intolerant of bacon. She's not allergic. Yeah. It makes her unwell. 
uh, like pork in general. And so anytime she goes away and I'm looking yeah. after myself, all I eat is like, it's just bacon, everything. It's bacon, fucking bacon for breakfast, uh, like some sort of ham and bacon for lunch. And then hmm. like I'll make the ultimate BLT for lunch. And yeah, just go fucking ham, like go way overboard. Trying yeah. to get what else can I put bacon on? Like, oh yeah, fuck ice cream. Yeah. Oh yeah, fucking bacon ice cream. Now's the time, and you're like, it's actually terrible, but I'm doing it. That's baseball. Baseball's yeah. bacon ice cream is what I'm saying. Why mm. would you do it to yourself? You wouldn't even have John Boy in your ear explaining what's going on. Right? Yeah, well, the dude's hitting the ball. Um, no, they're not. He's happening. Apparently, that's, the that's not happening. San Francisco team is pretty good as well at this oh stage. My God. So. Fucking you Why love not? San Francisco teams, you fucking you sell out. <laughs> At least I stay yeah. loyal to whatever team LeBron is on. You, you're not even fucking, you, you've switched sides. You bandwagon to the Warriors. At the worst possible fucking time because the Lakers. The Warriors. Yeah, you, you have. You constantly, every other fucking week, you're wearing a fucking Warriors shirt. Like Yeah, because that's, that, that's, what, that's what I've got. It's the thing that's on the top. <laughs> um so yeah i don't know i i'm, I'm kind of interested because they're playing this plane tournament will be i think it's next week yeah um so they're like there is a chance that the warriors get in to the playoffs yeah but um yeah i think they're gonna be a scary team next year for sure they're playing oh, really well like when, yeah. when clay gets back and then they've got draymond uh wiggins Steph and Clay yep. playing, yep. and uh, their their center who's currently out as well. That team's gonna be scary. So yeah, they're um, already like capable, pretty capable. Hmm. I wouldn't say they'd win. Uh, I wouldn't like bet on them to win at all. But if they if no. they make it in through the play-ins, I I wouldn't bet against them. Like no. against most teams. Uh, they're, the, they're like the two teams no one wants to play the, the Warriors and the Lakers yeah. they're like oh, I'm good yeah. no thank you and the Knicks <laughs> yeah. I can't believe the Knicks had- we, we beat uh, them last night I know I know we did but still like shit I was like oh no we're gonna lose because I uh, Nate's girlfriend and Nate by uh, proxy uh, huge Knicks fans uh, and uh why I know. I've spent the last five years giving them so much shit, and it would have been unbearable, unbearable, if the Knicks had won. Um, so yeah, I was nervous, like nervous energy for that game. But uh, anyway, hmm. anyway, would I would have I would have written it off. LeBron's still out, so it doesn't count. None of it counts yeah. until LeBron's back. Um, yeah, they're out tonight as well. Yeah, he's out they again. Yeah. They're both out. They, I think they they think they can win tonight's game without anyone. So because it's, it's like eight people are injured at this stage. Yeah, let's get the one of the ball kids in. Hey, you don't have your ball. You're our point guard now. All right, fair enough. What Jason Kidd? He can probably play still, right? Yeah, <laughs> he's our new point guard. <laughs> Suit up. Um. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Um. I have movie tickets as well for this weekend. So oh, yeah. it'll be exciting. My first my first movie for since February, I think, last year. Um and I'm keen because the last film I saw was Portrait of a Lady. It just what? left a bad taste in my mouth because What is Portrait of a Lady? Don't you don't worry about it. Oh. I didn't like it. I thought it was terrible. 
Yeah, but you... It's like one of these arty... Like mother, so... Yeah, no, that, that at least had a story. This is just... No, it didn't. A art house <laughs> lesbian romance film, and I don't know. Job just didn't click with me. I don't know. Wh- I don't know why. A twenty ninth uh, French historical romantic drama film. Mm. Yeah, it's probably probably not up my alley. <laughs> mm, yeah, probably not. It my, wasn't up my, my jam. <laughs> so we're uh, we're gonna go see the new Saw spinoff film to ah. sort of cleanse our palate from. From uh, this long year and a half break, because we were we'd go like we were at the cinema at least um, a couple times a month. We'd go sometimes like two times a week, depending on what was out, how busy it was. So yeah, having to not endure that has been quite frustrating. And it looks like over here at least, like the the AMC is open. Um, Alamo right. is still closed at this point. I think they're coming back in. July or something like I that. I thought they went under. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I think they've sort of been bailed out oh, okay. or something because they are reopening. So cool. we'll see what happens. I want to go that. see Those Who Wish Me Dead because that was on my radar yeah. even before. Uh, but Nate went to a preview screening. He reckons it's fucking rad. Yeah, cool. So I want to, yeah, I want to see that. I'd like to see Wrath of Man, but I cannot see myself risk like risking a cinema trip it's wrath of man sounds like a new denzel washington film you fucking wish that'd be like <laughs> i imagine that would be like a sequel to man on fire or some shit that'd be fucking amazing <laughs> yeah, yeah do that fuck yeah the equalizer uh, this is uh, uh jason statham guy Ritchie oh, yeah, film yeah. but uh it doesn't look very good uh, yeah, I mean, is it? It's Jason Statham, so it's him just shooting and punching things, right? And it's Guy Ritchie, so at least he'll have a couple of good one-liners. But lines, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, and yeah, I'd like mm. to see. I'd like to see Spiral, but uh, I haven't watched a Saw movie in I don't fucking know how long, so I'm worried that I won't have the backstory. I don't think you need it. I, I got a feeling this is. Because, like I said, recently we rewatched the films, yeah. and I think it got to the point where it's like, how do we? Like, I, I think this is a reboot. I haven't seen the trailers or anything, but I'm going to assume it's a reboot because they just went too far with it. Especially because they've got Chris Rock and Sam Jackson on, right? Like, you can't continue that stupid story that they had hmm. in the last somewhere. Like, hey, he's dead. Oh no, we're just kidding. He never had cancer for those six films that we made before that. What? He's still, he's still, <laughs> he showed up in like the last one or something. I don't know. It was fucking weird. Like, he faked his own death and all this he sort of stuff. He never like, had what? cancer. That was the I entire- don't know, Fuck me. Yeah, no, I- yeah, that was- No, I'm right. He, that was the plot. Like, he never had cancer. Like, they accidentally switched the- um the results or something and so he pretended he had cancer for like three films and then he didn't actually die and that you know he wasn't gone for two more of those films and anyway that got really dumb and so i think this is going to be some sort of soft reboot with i'm gonna assume it ties into it somehow but i don't think it's a continuation of that story right um so you, you probably don't anyway i'll go see it i'll let you know what the deal is. Okay. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, I, I actually, something we didn't write down, and I think it's um, maybe relevant. Mythic Quest is back on TV. Yeah. Um, 
which is a uh, an Apple TV TV series co-production um, which premiered- with Ubisoft. Oh, sorry, Ubisoft. As we learned yeah. this week, it is definitively Ubisoft. Didn't they put out a video like two years ago yeah, saying that- it doesn't matter how you say it? But they did. Uh, they they've got their you know uh, an an Ubisoft game or an Ubisoft original. That's it. An Ubisoft yeah. original, right? And it cannot be an Ubisoft anything. And Ubisoft. It can't be an Ubisoft. <laughs> it would be a Ubisoft. So yeah. that's it. End of fucking discussion. It's yeah. solved. If only there was some rule for GIF slash GIF, but instead we just have to enforce that one through violence. Mm. That's the yeah. only option is if anyone says GIF, you beat them. You have to beat them because that's the only Like we have to basically end the... <laughs> The genetic line or the genetic line of anyone who's saying GIF. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Mythic Quest is back. Yes, I have not caught yeah. up yet. but uh, Right. It's, I, um, I did catch up to the extra episode they did. Uh, quarantine episode. No, the one after that. Was there one after that? Yeah, there's a, there was 11 episodes in the first season. So they okay. they did nine in the contained season, and they did the quarantine episode, which is number ten. And then they did an eleventh yeah. episode as a sort of bridging effort between ah. uh, season one and two. Uh, so if you haven't seen it, you should definitely watch it because it's pretty fucking. It's a good episode. Um, yeah, I'm just looking now. Written by Ashley Butch. Yep. And okay. and cool. and with a surprise guest star, or at least okay, surprise guest star narration. It's pretty fucking cool. Um, and yes, yeah, yeah. it's, it's just, yeah, it is. I want that show to have as much Danny Pudi as humanly possible. He is such a, an amazing foil. But I think maybe like his existence feels too cynical to the writers. That's how I feel they, they use him very sparingly mm. because it feels very cynical when he shows up. Uh, but. Uh, in my experience, no, nah, that's basically, he's basically it. He should be probably, he's probably the boss. He's essentially Andrew Wilson. So, you know, he should probably be everything at there. Isn't, studio. he's not the boss though. No, but that's um, what I'm saying. He should be yeah. the boss because that's uh, how the fucking industry that's works. That's how he plays it. Uh, well, that's how okay. the industry works is those guys wind up being the boss, not the irons or poppies who have uh, an artistic or creative vision but the director of monetization who has sure a brilliant plan to fuck every soccer Everyone. game for the rest <laughs> of eternity um yeah. yeah anyway right anyway so um yeah, so it's back. For anyone who doesn't know, we talked about this last year. It's a um, Mythic Quest is a new series developed by the creators of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Um, so Charlie Day, uh, Rob McElhenney is um, sort of like producing and, and writing and starring in it. At least Rob is. Um, Charlie Day isn't, but they're working behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, this is one of the shows that they showed off at, at E3 one year and it looked, it didn't look good. It, looked um, it was kind of weird. Yeah. And then it came out and um, 
I, I really liked it. I think it had one of the best episodes of TV that I watched last year, which was off the top of my head. I can't remember. But it was it was basically just like a backstory of the, the creation yeah. of the studio. Episode five, season one. Yeah. yeah. Weird. And it had like nothing to do with the sort of continuing storyline that was in that series. It just was like a- They just dropped it in the middle and it had a completely different tone. I thought it was fantastic. Um, and now when and you so- watch it, you can see- Parts of that episode are seated throughout mm. the other episodes, like references yeah, yeah. to it, which is pretty cool because it yeah, happens yeah. chronologically like 20 years before the events of the rest of the show. But anyway, mm. yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, I enjoyed um, it grew on me that that uh series, I thought it was, it was well done. Yep. Um, so the uh, and then they did the the quarantine episode last year. Um, which is like a Zoom, um, you know, Zoom meeting where they just kind of film something and, you know, during the pandemic. And then obviously this other episode that I've not seen yet, but I'll have to go and watch it. Um, but since then, they've now released uh, season two, has two new episodes out. Um, I have three by the time which is you hear this. Probably, yeah. By the time you hear this, third one will be up, um, which is focusing on- The first season was called um, Mythic Quest uh, King's- Was it King's Banquet? Raven's Banquet. And um, which was a, uh, you know, part of a this game they're working off on called Mythic Quest. And this, so this new season is about like, all right, we've just released- raven's banquet and the you know the success of it was really well done like how do we follow that up like what is the new expansion by the way this this is about video games yeah. <laughs> um this series uh it's like set in a, a development studio it's basically ubisoft or, mm. or ubisoft and um yeah and, and like talking to all these weird characters that are sort of in the industry the the creatives and uh, artists, programmers, head of monetization, like that sort of stuff and things that go around it. Um, just like this this season seems like they've really got a bump in money, I guess oh, yeah. maybe is the word. Because yeah. like it just looks like you look at the- um, like them walking around and you're like, oh yeah, that kind of looks like a fucking- because I've been to a bunch of game dev studios and it's yep. like, that kind of looks like a, you know, a game dev studio, just like the way it's sort of presented. Um, and, and you see like bits of pieces of art on the walls and little figurines and sometimes little uh, hints of like Ezio will be on someone's desk or something like that. Um, they've just done a really good job of- uh, making the office a bit more of a character i think Uh, because i don't think i had that feeling the first season just kind of um it just seems like they've been given a lot more money this time around um but in terms of this the the first two episodes i think uh it's a maybe a bit slow at this stage um well there's there's some really good moments in there but didn't really grab me as much as what i'd hoped so hopefully they they get there obviously like they've made this during a fucking pandemic yeah. And that is something that is hard to deal with. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of see moments in it where it's like people keeping their distances and things like that. And um, they're obviously working with less, like trying to have less people around and that sort of thing. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, I, I, I'm I'm keen to watch more of it as they keep rolling them out. But uh, if you've not seen, I think it's worth giving, a, uh, giving it a shot at least. 
maybe uh, if you haven't seen it, right, waits, uh, what would it be, like a month and a half? Yeah, about a month and a half, two months. Yeah. Right, and then get a, a one month of Apple TV mm. uh, and watch it, watch all of it all at once uh, because there is not enough on Apple TV to warrant a recurring subscription under any circumstances. So, uh, yeah, that would be the way to do yep. it, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, there you go. Hmm. Mythic Quest. All right. Let's go talk about some games, Job. Um, NHL 21. You still playing this? I am. Um, yeah, I've been uh, sort of just, uh, I don't know, killing time with it, I guess, uh, mm. playing the beer pro mode. Um, it's weird, hey? I don't think it's very good. Um, but it's, it is still a, a hockey game or a sports game, and there's something about... Uh, I don't know. I, just, I go through phases where I just want to play a fucking sports game, right? And... Uh, something yeah. about FIFA like sours in my mouth. The concept, how fucking fucked it is by foot. Uh, I still, uh, I feel like NBA is the same. I don't like baseball, so I can't like as try as I might. I can't get into MLB, uh, and I do like ice hockey. And clearly, uh, the foot version of NHL never really took off enough for them to put money into it. So they just sort of haven't bothered. But mm. what has resulted is they haven't really bothered with a lot in NHL sure. 21. And so you, it's a, you feel like they're just, they're putting them out to fulfill the NHL license. That's so they exactly can, it. But it's not, it's like not what like EA was doing with NBA. Uh, yeah, it's not NBA Live bad under any circumstances mm. because I think they have a better core base, right, to build off. Uh, they've been making good NHL games for ages. This one sort of just like I'm playing, you know, on the Xbox Series X. It's, it sort of feels like it's got a, a slapdash coat of paint, but otherwise feels very similar to uh, like I think the last one I played was 19. And, like, I don't think they have to change dramatically every single time, but then once once the it resolves, the idea resolves that it hasn't really grown that much, the existence of its faults, sort of those faults stand out a lot more, and there's a lot of shit in there that, uh, that happens... That isn't isn't great. Just isn't very good. And uh, yeah, you just wind up sitting there when when you're like, oh yeah, they haven't really done much. The least they could have done is fix this uh, or that or you know fucking the commentary will repeat the same. Like I've heard I've heard them say so mm. many of the lines, but the first time I noticed it was the second game where they were already repeating some of the same lines and you're like you haven't even like blacklisted like like blacklisted certain topics or something like they will 
they all talk about multiple times in one game. They'll talk about, oh, well, you know, uh, in their Canadian voices, I'm not going to try and do it. But they'll, oh, you know, uh, this is what I like about NHL, by the way. They can say my uh, my last name, which no other game I've ever seen has done. But they'll be like, oh, Gilroy's back in the penalty box. Uh, you'd think he'd want to stay out of it. And then, like, three beats later... They'll be like, oh, and Gilroy's got more penalty minutes. You've got to imagine his coaches wanting to stop going to the box. And then, like, literally seconds later, they'll go, oh, and Gilroy's got to watch those penalty minutes. His coaches can't be happy about him going to the box. I'm like, so they recorded multiple versions of the same, that one phrase, but they didn't fucking have something in the game to restrict it from using that line those all those lines in one fucking go like what the fuck is going on there like that's ridiculous and i know it's a, it's not a huge thing but like yeah contrasted with the idea that the game has done fucking nothing for uh years it looks really bad and then you've got like the amount of times i'll be like skating around uh and i'll go in uh, on a like I'll be on a on a breakaway and I will crash into the goalie and they've done mm. something I think they changed I, I'm pretty sure in 2019 uh, you would just fucking you'd bulldoze the goalie and the net and fucking everything and just take everyone out but they changed it so now instead of like just killing a man because you're skating mm. at 200 kilometers an hour directly into him um, and forcing him into a fucking net and then a wall, uh, you sort of just like pass through him. But what happens then is like something about the momentum gets fucked up when that happens. And so multiple times, like about once a game, I will get trapped behind the goalie, but in front of the net. So the mm. any, the the opposing team's goalie, and I'll be stuck in like between these two things, unable to move, while my yeah. team is like I've blocked goals standing there, uh, like just because I can't fucking move, I can't get out, and I the one time that the the puck actually managed to make it around me, immediately penalised for goalie interference. Oh no, it was waved off for goalie interference. I'm like. But I couldn't fucking get out of there. Like, that's <laughs> so idiotic. How the fuck does that work? Ridiculous. Um, yeah, which is is pretty annoying. And also the mm. AI isn't nearly smart enough. I'm playing on, I think, Superstar difficulty. Uh, and when I play on, you got it. Like, the way the BR Pro mode works, they haven't really, th like, yeah, they, they haven't ever really thought any of this shit through. But, um, like, you earn XP uh, for doing things on the ice, which is, I think, mm -hmm. a really good method, right? So when you when you check someone, um, you'll get, like, body checking XP, right? And it might be, like, 40 points. But if you absolutely lay some cunt out, you'll get 80 points uh, and... It might trigger a fight. That's the risk you take, right? It might trigger a fight 
depending on who you fuck up. Um, but in, then if you win the fight, you'll get XP for that as well. Except you can lose XP. Uh, and the op, like, so if you lose that, the subsequent fight, you lose a bunch of XP. And hmm. there's no transparency on how any of that works. But worse still is you can't earn, like, you, you only earn that XP for those things. I can't see how you earn XP for less tangible concepts. Like, you don't earn, there's no way to earn skating XP. So you can't build your fucking speed or balance uh, without, like, specifically training it, which is just fucking dumb as shit. And you can't earn, you can't build your, sh like, your shot meter. You can't build your ability to shoot without just fucking whiffing constantly. Like... I've got two choices, right? If I want to win a game, I'll pass it to... I'm on the New York Rangers, so I'll just pass it to Panarin, who will out fucking anyone and put it in the fucking... in the back of the net. Uh, hmm. Or... And I'll get an assist for it, and I'll get points for that, which is fantastic. But if I actually ever want to be able to shoot myself, I have to see Panarin is wide open for a one-timer, which he will definitely get. I have to see that... And just be like, nah, man. And just fucking rocket it. And it doesn't matter if it goes on the goal or not. I get XP for hitting mm. the fucking puck at the net. But I cost my team a very obvious fucking goal. But that's the only way I can ever fucking build that stat. So I don't mm. really have a choice. Like, I have to slap shot any time I get the fucking puck in there in their uh, third, I don't, I don't know what the fucking, I don't know what the fucking terms are. Um, anytime it happens, because otherwise I can't build that my character, and you don't get yeah. like you can build your uh, your speed and stuff uh, using these traits that you unlock, but you only unlock them when you get a point, uh, like a level. You level up. You get you get an overall stat point level. And so you have to focus on building all that shit out as much as possible because otherwise, yeah, you'll mm. just stagnate and you'll never be able to... And my, my dude, like... Yeah, I made a, a defensive enforcer, which obviously doesn't really exist all that much in today's NHL, but all I ever want to do in NHL video games is lay cunts out. Uh, I don't even care that much about shooting, to be honest. And I, like... The Rangers have inexplicably made it to the fucking playoffs off the back of me, like, setting Panarin up with fucking goals. Mm -hmm. My dude, I think he, I think he just barely missed out on the uh, on the one of the tro there's a, like a trophy you get for most uh, most, most points teeth knocked out. No, <laughs> most <laughs> points in a year, uh, and he just barely missed out on it to Panarin. Um, like both those characters were at the top but i'm playing on superstar my guy is like a 75 or some shit uh he if anyone like if there's a fucking strong breeze he loses his balance and falls over but as long as he's on the breakaway he can <laughs> and panarin's beside him either side it doesn't matter that's a goal and so these guy games are like blowouts every fucking time mm. because as soon as I get on the breakaway, 
that's it. It's a goal. And so we'll, we'll finish. It'll be like competitive, competitive, two periods of competitiveness while I'm just slapshotting, trying to build up that stat. And then in the third period, I will just pass to Panarin and we'll finish the game like 9-4 or some shit. Like without the nine goals we got in the last period, we would have lost by four because I can't shoot for shit and I'm just throwing the fucking puck away. And my, well, we never like nobody on my team can win a fucking face off. So like we, if, if it's in our fucking defensive third, it's over. Like they are going to get the fucking puck and it's so difficult to fucking defend that shit. Um, hmm. So yeah, like, but the, the, the flip side is that, yeah, it's so easy to fucking score when we wound up in the fucking playoffs and my guy won the fucking rookie of the year and all this kind of shit just by virtue of this dumb fucking system where I can just yeah. pass it and get an auto goal. And that's on the hard, uh, no, second hardest difficulty. And that's fucking ridiculous, man. Like, I just don't... Yeah, like... And at the same time, I just want to play a sports game, right? So I keep playing it, which hmm. is a bummer. I find yeah. it to be a bummer. Like, in, in um, NBA 2K, with... With the my career mode, mm. you earn uh, VC by either um, playing the game and uh, scoring points, getting rebounds, setting screens, yeah. uh, like doing Basketball anything things. in the game, basically. Yep. And on top of that, there are there are sometimes goals as well that'll be like, hey, yep. um, you know, you're down by ten points, try and get back into the game, like yep. tie the game up, or yep. if you get a double double, you get points, or. Um, you know, get get ten assists uh, and ten uh, ten rebounds. Like, there's different milestones where it allows you to get VC, and then you use that VC to put it into uh, like a range of different stats, from yeah. shooting to offensive abilities, playmaking, defense, stamina points. But it sounds like in NHL, you end up in this cycle of. Like, if it was NBA to be like, oh, every time you shot a three-point shot, you get experience or a stat boost in three-point, and, yep. like, you'd slowly increment. And so, you end up in this this uh, rep- repetition of just doing the same thing over and over again, yeah. right? And so, it's like, oh, I'm just going to rebound if it was basketball. I'm just going to rebound every single time. Yep. And that is, like, all I'm doing in order to build that stat. And that just sounds like it's not fun because you're- it become now now it's a grind all of a sudden of just doing the same thing over and over again as opposed well, to playing the game. Well, it's 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 part that, and the other part is that like you can't actually fill out the stats that yeah. aren't graded somehow, and that's that's as much as I hate the VC fucking system uh, because of how they monetize it because right? it's tied to yeah because yeah. it's tied to monetization, but. Outside of that, it's actually a really fucking clever way to incentivize players to do thing to do basketball things. Whereas in uh, in NHL, it's sort of like uh, when you first when you're playing Morrowind for the first time, right? Mm. And your uh, your brother is like, "Oh, hey, jump everywhere!" And you're like, "What?" And he's like, "Jump everywhere. Do not mm. run. Jump everywhere." And so if you jump everywhere in Morrowind, you, like, level up your fucking jumping stat until you can fucking, like, jump over city walls and shit. And uh, 
yeah, you just become this god of fucking jumping, but your guy can't do anything else. Like, he's fantastic at jumping, spectacular at jumping, but, like, if you throw a fucking handful of wet noodles at him, he'll fall over, <laughs> and, and uh, unless he jumps out of the way, in which case he'll mm. probably be fine. But, uh, yeah, like, it's just one of those things where you get, like, you wind up being railroaded into, like, not only are you extremely good at one thing, but it's also the only way for you to see meaningful progress. Um, Morrowind obviously did a lot better by finding ways to measure a lot of the more interesting things that you can do. But NHL, yeah. The fact that I, I honestly, I've, I, I've looked it up. I don't know how you're supposed to improve your speed without like training. You train, uh, but it's like a, it's like, you get so many training hours a week and you mm. sp you just spend those on fucking speed and balance because that's the only way to level those up. Which is, yeah, I just find it... Yeah, there's just... I don't understand why they don't seem to care. Right? Like, yeah, they just mm. don't seem to care. That it's not I think it's just back to the good. it's a small market, right? So they just don't want to put too much money into it. But what's a small market? How many games is a fucking how many copies does NHL sell? Copies sold. Let's see. Like it's gonna be big. Is it? Like it's a small mm. it's a, it's like that tweet, right, from the other day. Uh, that was like it, it said. What what was it? It was um. The the games industry is changing, right? The games industry is mm -hmm. changing. Uh, Twenty six percent of EA's revenue came from premium game sales. This is Jeff Keighley. Uh, came from t premium game sales. The rest was from live service, DLC, mobile, microtransactions, right? And that is undoubtedly true but the problem with that fucking analysis is that it doesn't take into account the fact that like a poor uh, a significant portion of that fucking money is going away you can't pivot in that direction right you can't pivot in the direction of oh yeah microtransaction heavy you can't go oh ea makes 74 percent of their money from fucking microtransactions FIFA's hmm. foot, FIFA Ultimate Team, is worth like $2 billion a year or some shit, right? I want $2 billion a year. Fair enough. What is going to happen is not you make the next foot. What is going to happen is more governments like Belgium are, are going to follow the fucking the trend that Belgium began. And they're going to heavily regulate that shit. This is, it'd be like fucking, I don't know, you like 19, when, when was it? Like 1995 or some shit. And you're like, I'm going to, I'm going to start growing tobacco. And you're like, motherfucker, legislation is just around the corner about fucking cigarettes. This is not the time. You can't go, Philip Morris is making 15 billion bucks a year. Now is time to make cancer sticks. Like, ridiculous. Focus <laughs> the fuck up. 
and like realize that this shit has been unchecked for ages and that gravy train is pulling into the station and it will not get back on the fucking rails the reality is nhl i believe sells a fucking like bonanza it's fucking making mad money it's just hmm. a tiny drop in the ocean compared to what FIFA or Madden or NBA 2K make because those games are raking in cash via their Ultimate Team versions. But, as, yeah, or, or or if NHL 21 isn't making a lot of money, the fucking, I don't know, the two years in a row of subpar fucking releases was is probably something to do with it. But it's, yeah. it's, it's not like people don't want good NHL games. People will pay for a good NHL game. It's just that, like, it, I, can, I can see. I can see the justification, right? This is, this, we go back to the fucking Danny Pudi, right? Like, uh, the director of monetization. His line item shit, right? If you look at the line items, right? Monetization microtransactions dwarfs everything else so why wouldn't why would they be used to prop up a part of the business that isn't making as much money but if you stop looking so short-sightedly and you realize uh, that oh if all they get is a subpar fucking soccer game with a highly addictive uh monetization scheme attached um and then we can't make we can't use gambling mechanics to trick children into becoming problem gamblers before they're 18 if if that goes away if we lose that opportunity we are fucked and countries have started taking that opportunity away perhaps we should make a good sports game again as opposed to just using psychological tricks into trapping people into playing it no that's that's my problem right there yeah nhl isn't a small like i don't think it's a small market game i think there are a lot of people who buy it i, I can't find stats on how many it's sold i i got vg charts up i think it's broken at the moment or they've got hamsters running this website but i, I got one number up and it was just over 1.2 million Really? Yeah. That doesn't seem like a lot. No. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to get the, some more up, but this side is just crapping itself every time I do it. Just errors. Uh, yeah. Um, that seems... Well, yeah. Okay. Well, if it's... I mean, 1.2 million still loads. Um, but that doesn't seem good. No. Uh yeah shit well maybe it is a small market but like <laughs> was it always i don't understand that's crazy right i just like it's i think it's a like it's, it's an american or north america sport mostly i think we talked about this like last week it's like canada and america uh, nhl plays least. a lot of fucking ice hockey yeah, but they they don't want they want they want a like different NHL game. They don't want NHL. That's what like yeah, that's broadly what I'm saying. Like, they want Euro League hockey. 
Euro League, you reckon they want right? I think you can actually start in the Euro League. Oh, okay. Uh, in this, well, one. there you go. Um, they signed a new deal, so they've extended the partnership with the NHL. Yeah, they did like late last year. Mm. Uh, so it's not, yeah, it's not coming to a close, but if they're content with just shitting out whatever every single fucking time, then yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm just, I'm at a loss. I just, I want to play a fucking sports game and I don't want the sports game to make me angry every other fucking minute. But here we are. Or mm. bore me to tears, as is the case of baseball. So, yeah, I yeah. don't know. Maybe I just got to hang out for, what's this dodgeball game? Dodge City or Dodge Brawl or whatever the fuck it's called. <laughs> what's it called? Dodge Harla. I don't know. <laughs> maybe, um, maybe it'll fill the... The hole in my heart that needs to be filled by sports games. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What is it called? It's driving me fucking bananas. It's out like two weeks from now or a week from now. That EA one. Um, Knockout City. What a fucking... What kind of name is Knockout... Why is it called Knockout City? Why isn't it know. called They whatever- already used Rocket League, so that's all, that's all they could get. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right, let's uh, let's move on. That was NHL 21, yep. uh, which is available on. I think you're playing on Game Pass, right? On uh, Xbox. Yes, I am playing on Game Pass. Yeah. Yep. Um, next up, we've got a game called Tower Ball. This was recommended in our Discord channel by Crusty Raven. Oh, was it Frisco? Well, it was Crusty Raven the other day. Oh, maybe it was Crusty. Let me Raven. check. It was Crusty Raven. Wrong, wrong name. My bad. Sorry, Krusty. What was Krusty Raven? Yeah. Um, Yeah. I fired it up. So this is a free game available on Steam. It is a uh, idle tower defense game, pachinko machine type thing, um, Mm. (laughs) where you have set um, areas on this uh, like pachinko board that you can put turrets onto um, and these balls fall down that have hit points. And as the balls get smaller and smaller, they fall further and further into the play area, um, eventually getting small enough to be destroyed and disintegrated into a uh, like incinerator down the bottom. Uh, you earn cash and then you can spend that cash to put more turrets down or upgrades your existing turrets. And... Um, and then you prestige the game to earn gems. The gems allow you to unlock uh, more turrets, more upgrades, uh, and also extra levels to play in. And so every time that you are on a uh, level and you destroy a ball, that ball then falls to the next level and gets um, a big health boost and you've got to try and destroy it again. And then it's generally worth more money. And hence you end up in this... Uh, levels and levels of different uh pachinko i don't know what you call them areas and um balls are dropping down there's different uh uh turret placements that you've got to try and work with uh, combined with the different turrets that you get you start off with a very basic like gun and then you evolve up to like bombs and uh you get to a point where there's like shrink rays and saws and acid balls and that sort of thing um 
And uh, yeah, just keeps kind of going. I've only played for like, I think I started yesterday and um, I've just kind of just left it running on my PC and every once in a while I check in and I'm like, all right, what am I going to buy now? Or should I prestige now? And then, um, you know, buy a bunch of upgrades and go from there. And, uh, you know, it, it seems really interesting. Um, there's, it's very early access. I think it only came out about three weeks ago uh, in April. And so it's it's quite light at this stage. Like, I don't know how deep it actually goes because um, it looks like I'm pretty close to unlocking all of the uh, towers or uh, at this stage. Um, but there's a lot of upgrades that I've still got to get through. Um, so maybe that is where the depth is. But but other than that, it seems pretty uh, light at this point. But I like the idea. The concept of it is really cool. It's like multiple levels. And then when you destroy something, it then goes to the next level. And, uh, and it's this like chain sort of effect as the balls fall, um, down. Uh, did you get a chance to check this out at all? Uh, I fired it up just before the podcast. Right. Uh, and yeah, started having a squiz. I like the, uh, concept. I think, yeah, there's some, some juice in the concepts. Um, Mm. because yeah, it's just sort of, I don't know, it's this, it is such an odd combination of incremental and, and uh, tower defense, right? Uh, that hmm. weirdly works uh, pretty well. Um, and it feels like it probably shouldn't, right? Uh, to me, because I don't know. Uh, it, they aren't necessarily two concepts that belong together to me. Right. Uh, the the tower defense idea is sort of extremely active. Uh, it, it requires a lot of activity, whereas yeah, incrementals are usually pretty uh, anti-activity. So I don't know. It works out quite well in that. Uh, it, it yeah, it actually f- conveys a sense of both of those types mm. of games. Um, yeah, you, you feel like you are playing a tower defense and you're playing, even though even though there doesn't seem to be any existential risk, you can't fail at, like the tower can't get, or the balls can't get through as far as I can see. They're like, they wind up being stuck. Yeah, that's the thing. There's very physics-based and, like, you can end up in situations where balls get stuck and you haven't put towers in a spot where you need to put towers in order to get them unstuck because every time that you hit a ball, it loses health. And depending on how much health it has is how big the ball is. So um, the way you get things unstuck is by doing more damage to it and the ball gets smaller and smaller and that causes the balls to then bounce around and get unstuck and things move out of ways and all of a sudden like now there's not a turret that can shoot it because things have moved around and so you can get into those situations and what i like about it is again each time you sort of prestige you get you take the knowledge with you of all right i've got these these uh tools and how do i best use them and so like the very first level I just build like one turret at this stage, like, because I know that I don't need the other turrets to deal with this particular level. I can just do the one and yep. uh, I can just hang with it for a bit and then go straight to the second one. And then um, 
like I fucked up one of the levels before. I just had like such a bad setup going because every yeah. time you put a turret down, you can delete it, but it's uh, like it still costs you money to put yeah, all this stuff get, down. Yeah, so you don't get the, like money back, right? And it still increases right. the purchase price. You don't get each that one. refund either. So yeah. Mm. Um, so if you go into it knowing like oh, if I put a saw blade here, yeah. the balls will get stuck, but also. It's going to do the most amount of damage because I, I know that it's going to like it's most effective here. And then I'm going to use shrink rays in this spot because that seems to be like a good place to put them. And yeah, so it, it's a little bit of a like a roguelite sort of aspect of like taking that gains knowledge and then restarting and then going back and being like, all right, well, this is how I think this run should go. And I think I'll get more productivity out of it. If I do it this way and upgrade, you know, these things in this particular order and and that sort of thing so yeah um yeah like i'm i'm enjoying figuring all that stuff out at the moment it's uh yeah it's a bit of fun yeah uh it's a yeah it's it's good it's free to play uh or at least it's currently free i'm not sure yeah for the exact mechanics of that um i don't know if you ever had to pay for it but uh i think they've got uh your favorite monetization gems in there Right. To to buy things. So. Right. So yeah, the gems that you earn as you play, uh, that that you use to what unlock upgrades. The yeah. The like damage bonus upgrades. I guess so you can what, buy those or something. It does have a bit of a mobile game feel to it, right? Uh, yeah, it does. Even the 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 screen is. Yeah, like it is. It's basically in portrait. Is it on mobile? Yeah. Uh because I could <laughs> fucking I could go for a new fucking. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Uh-oh. It's on, it's on Android. Well, shit, eh? Because, uh, yeah, I've, I'm still playing, whatchamacallit, um, I'm still playing Idol Slayer, but... So I'm, am I. Yeah. I'm, I'm not really getting anywhere anymore. Uh, I'm trying to get to... Uh, like, I've, I've basically done everything I can in Idol Slayer. Uh, as mm. far as I can can tell, outside of the shit that requires like quad, quadrillions, uh, I'm at the point where I need like three billion souls to yeah, get an I upgrade, need, yeah, something like that. And I went, I went and like farmed up all the uh, all the materials, so I've got max on all of those. Mm. Uh, so yeah, there's there's not even much I can get out of that anymore. I'm at um, 25 stones. 25? Fucking hell. Yeah. Uh, what am I at? I am at... How do you fucking see that? 20. You click on you. 20 stones. But I... Your stones. I could currently ultra ascend for another six, but I'm not going to. Mm. Um, yeah. I'm just sort of... Yeah. yeah. I'm, I log in and I cycle my minions and i get my yeah my free boxes and then that's it i close the app uh, All right. which isn't fantastic you know yeah um so yeah, yeah. Going, you yeah. Fucking, this might be might be better on the phone i don't know yeah it looks like it's on android and apple um nice or, or pc i guess as well so you can check that out um see how it goes anyway should we move on keep on going here do it 
You've got Metro Last Light. Are you talking about Metro Exodus here? Or did you play the old game? I'm talking about Metro Exodus Enhanced Edition. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, so I, I got a, a copy of this. I've never played. Uh, I have played Last Light. I haven't played Ex- Exodus. Um, and This is uh, the third game in the series. The third game in the series. The, and they recently released the Enhanced Edition um, that includes brand new... Uh, like ray tracing features because when it first came out it was the uh basically the prototype one of the first it was like yeah. one of the first games to take uh, the rtx stuff and and show it off when, when i went to a um nvidia showcase this was the game that was showing to yeah to like hey this is how this card will work and yeah. you're like oh yeah cool because like battlefield was running it but it was still kind of like hey you can see a reflection here um they were doing more like reflection stuff and a little bit with lighting whereas this was like going all out it was like doing everything that it could with those cars and it looked it looked really cool yeah um uh so they've they've gone and and ramped it all up again um use the advancements in the technology to to further enhance uh the ray tracing and and all that stuff i don't really personally buy in uh like in general uh you know ray tracing is a graphics enhancement i haven't seen Mm -hmm. it used to uh like for gameplay enhancement right uh but uh, that said, yeah, some of the like this game is fucking gorgeous, um, and it was an like it was more an excuse because I've heard you you talked about it, Exodus when it first came out, you played it, um, mm. and like yeah, I, I know that there's some good stuff in this game that I just never got around to playing, I never got a chance uh, to check it out when it first came out, um, and. Yeah, uh, I enjoyed the Metro series, so I figured why why not jump in and have a squiz? Um, so far, so good. I mean, I'm not, I'm not too deep yet, uh, but holy shit, man, this game is fucking good looking and it runs really well. Uh, I don't know how it would necessarily go on an AMD card because I get the feeling that DLSS is doing a lot of the fucking heavy lifting on this one, eh? Like keeping it going <laughs> at a decent frame yeah. rate. Uh, but is is it? It's DLS two point one this time, I think. I think it's just two point oh. Okay. Uh, I don't. I don't think two point one has hit yet. I, th- I think there's some stuff using two point one, and I thought Metro was one of the first ones. You could be right though. Um, uh, I'm pretty sure it's two point oh. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, it, they might upgrade it to 2.1 uh, eventually. Um, it is, yeah, it's one of those games where, yeah, it is, when I turn it off, it, <laughs> when I turn DLSS off, it uh, it goes okay uh, until you, like, go outside. <laughs> then it starts mm. to shit its pants. <laughs> Uh, so I would be interested to see how how we go on AMT cards, but on the thirty eighty, it's a fucking banger. Um, so yeah, 
just sort of making my way through it so far. But um, it's it's good. Uh, I just I, I I love the world. I've always loved the world building of Metro, and yeah, yeah, uh, they do such a good job of marrying that you know or survival and horror and mm. that bleak nihilistic uh russian outlook so yeah it's uh it's it's good so far but i haven't played loads of it did you have the train yet or no i haven't reached the train yet right the train is sort of like the um device used to get you around to the different areas yeah uh, yeah because yeah, each yeah. area is kind of broken up into hubs yeah uh i i know i'm i think i'm nearly finished with the that first section but I right bounce off so yeah um anyway yeah. uh yeah just wanted to shout it out because uh yeah it does look fucking phenomenal but haven't mm. played loads of it yet. I um yeah, I'm looking at a couple articles here that say it's DLSS 2.1, and then, but also there's an Nvidia article that says it's it's 2.0. Yeah. So I've I don't got, know. I've it, got a direct uh from from Nvidia saying 2.0, which is what I yeah. guess. I'm looking at a couple like Eurogame previews. Um, there's one here that is from their YouTube page <laughs> that says it's 2.1. I don't know. Uh, it's, it looks like maybe a bit of a, the review, communication yeah, the reviewer's guide says 2.0, the <laughs> NVIDIA docu, it's a highly technical document from like just fucking mm. dollars dishwater from, uh, from NVIDIA. Uh, here we go. Come on, we'll get there. I'm on the 4A games breakdown of it. No, 4A games reckons it's 2.0. Yeah, maybe they screwed up. Maybe, maybe. it's coming. Yeah, that's what it, that's my guess is it, it might be coming later, hmm. uh, but not here yet. Anyway, anyway, um, all yeah. right, speaking of DLSS, it's not on the list. But we played some uh, some Warzone. We did, yes. I'll tell you what, I don't want to play Warzone. It's not Resurgence anymore. I just don't like it if it's not Resurgence. I hate... Mm. Oh, no, you know what it is? It's not that I don't like Warzone. I hate that new fucking gulag. Why, is, why would they... What a fucking dog shit fucking design for a gulag. Like... What are they thinking? There's a fucking half a house in the middle of the fucking thing? Like... Multi-storied house. Right? (laughs) It's just trash design. And then the flag is outside. It's so fucking... Behind a car. Yeah. Like... Yeah. The gulag just needed to be a simple... Like, just a simple fucking jewel arena like it doesn't need all this fucking garbage anyway and i'm not a huge fan of most of the weapons that we're finding on the ground in warzone because they reverted they got rid of all the modern warfare weapons it's now only uh black ops cold war weapons uh and yeah so you just 
you keep continuously running into all of Black Ops Cold War's ridiculous shotguns uh, when all you've found is some sort of fucking slow-firing World War II fucking SMG or some shit. You're like, oh, good. I guess I'll, guess I'll go to the world's mm. shittiest gulag. Uh, <laughs> One-way ticket. Fantastic. I'm having the time of my life. And yeah. again, yeah, just wind up in... I just... I still hate loadouts and we ran into it like when I rage quit uh, when we were playing a couple of days ago. Uh, we ran into, I had a fucking Mac 10 and they've nerfed the, they've nerfed all the problem weapons. So the Mac 10 has a slower fire rate than some fucking custom built AK that this dude was running around with. And it's like, Christ, Christ, this game is so cooked. Like, they literally replace, oh, we've we've listened to your feedback and we've adjusted the weapons accordingly. But they don't preemptively adjust anything. It's... I'm so fucking done with that shit, man. Like, I'm so done with them, their complete in- inability to fucking... Hmm balance anything and i know they're doing it deliberately i know they deliberately don't ba- uh, balance that shit like they specifically have overpowered weapons but like for fuck's sake just can you just pretend yeah like just have the, the, one the problem is that they half a season where the the fucking weapons aren't fucking absolutely cooked or something no. yeah I think we we talked about this, right? Is that them having to tie it to the mainline game? So hopefully that now that they've diverged away and have a dedicated team working on it, that that won't happen anymore. But I guess we find out. It absolutely in a couple will months continue to happen. Yeah, they just they, they, this is this is their fucking mo. This is what they do, man. Mm. Like this is how they make money. People buy the fucking battle pass so they can skip levels and like jump ahead to the overpower weapons right that's how it happens that's how it fucking works it's yeah it's it's not like it's gonna stop uh like it's not like they're gonna fix it uh because they've been taught to do it you know hmm <sighs> anyway, uh, based on the Job Gilroy painted, uh, patented, uh, is this game dying measurements, uh, we struggled pretty heavily to get a fucking game going uh, at like four o'clock in the afternoon, mm-hmm. which, um, yeah, according to the Job metric, doesn't bode well for the game. Um, like used to be Instapop at that time, but we couldn't get a trios game going. Uh, yeah, makes me wonder how that shit's working out. Hmm. I think also because they've got multiple playlists going as well now. They had like four or something. Yeah. Like on top of the like, hey, I want to play this mode. It's like each mode has solos, duos, and trios. And then there's like one with quads. And then like... So there's, there's, 
I don't know what, 20 different queues going or something just in in Warzone. Uh, so I'm sure that doesn't help their cause. Maybe not. Um, but yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's keep moving on then. That's Warzone. Uh, Trials of Fire. Uh, Trials of Fire. I'm still playing it, still enjoying it. Um, yeah, it's just, uh, it's uh, like I've unlocked all the characters now. Um, I still wish, I still very like dearly wish they would implement some method of uh, speeding everything the fuck up because, yeah, uh, now that I feel like I have seen almost everything in the game, uh, the slow pace of the way some cards play or some shit plays out is just so fucking infuriating when you're just like, can we just fucking go? Uh, and, and it's exacerbated by the fact that I feel like the start of every game is essentially the same. Like, it doesn't matter which quest you pick. Uh, the start is pretty much always the same. You move in the direction of the arrow. Um, like, you know, the text explaining what quest you're on might be different. But the, uh, mm. yeah, the, the basic core mechanics are the same. You move in the direction of the arrow. You play with your garbage, uh, the garbage cards that your character starts off with. Um, you've always got way too many pointless fucking swipes. And so it's basically just that first step in every quest is just treading water until you can get rid of that shit. And yeah, so because it feels very similar, that first third, um, the slow pace of it sort of feels even slower. Um, and if I could just fucking have a move at two times speed option, it'd dramatically change how I feel about that. I've, I wonder if it's similar to the the feeling I got at of Loop Hero, where once you know at a glance what every fucking card does, right? You don't need this you don't need it to come up real slow and show itself and you don't need to fucking oh, i don't need to fucking stop the loop to drop a fucking uh card i just want to fucking get this shit out of here and just like let's let's go let's go let's go like i'm fucking trying to churn through some shit shit here like uh in loop hero obviously you're just trying to like earn materials and stuff that you can spend back at your main town level that shit up but in this in trials of fire what you're trying to do is just get through that first third so that then because it's also pretty much guaranteed right like you're not going to lose if you choose to take a fight in the first third of the game you're not going to lose it because you don't like you get to a point once you've unlocked all the characters you get to a point where you know to not take dumb fights basically uh you know you have a good idea of what fights you can and can't take and so you won't take fights that you know you'll fucking lose so there's just no real point to it except that i know you can't get rid of it because the rng of what cards uh like when you level up and who levels up where and 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 uh and what cards you get when you're leveling up and all that stuff that's part of the essence of what makes the game interesting but at the same time 
yeah, I just don't need it to be as fucking slow as it is. Like when the time estimate of a of a of a quest is like one hundred and eighty minutes, I don't need the first sixty. Like that first sixty, you can press that first sixty down to fifteen, because it's always going to be the fucking roughly the same, with the exception mm. of a a couple of small RNG details. Like you can press, I am having a much better fucking time. And it's the same, like, yeah, in loop hero, right? Like you just fucking belt through the first 10 loops so that you can get to the boss and then decide what you're going to do. Either you fight the boss or you fucking piss off and, and go like back to your town. But if you stay right, then suddenly you start to pay attention because everything sort of ramps up as you approach like the 20th, 20th loop or the 25th loop, right? And so you've got to pay more attention uh, to what you're doing because you're trying to achieve certain things. Yeah, it's just, yeah. I just wish that fucking first part of every everyone was faster because there isn't enough variance for it to be interesting. Yeah. Anyway. Mm. Have, they, have they done any updates since we since you last played or is it yeah pretty there much was the an same? update um there was an update though i think it was just a some balancing um right yeah uh they oh they added gamepad support oh okay and they nerfed the spirit speaker a little even though mm. i hated that character uh apparently he's extremely useful i thought he was shit-tastic uh but shows what i know i guess uh, right yeah so still waiting on that uh that speed button just need a speed button come on <laughs> yep give me um, the speed button all right yep cool that is uh trials of fire uh, available on steam and um last game we got here is returnal um yes. i i played a bunch more of that over the last week that's a really good game really really good um it got to a a point there's a thing that happens in that game um which like completely sort of flips it on its head a little bit like and things just go nuts and that point for me was just like so uh unexpected and um surprising um I don't know what else to say to call it, but yeah, I just, it wasn't, I, I didn't see it coming, I guess. And now I spoil it for people, but I won't say what it is. Um, I just, yeah, I had no idea that was coming and, and I'm still playing that game. I having a lot of fun with it. Um, I thought I was going to be done at this stage and I'm not. Yep. Um, and so what I like about it so much is that every, I, I had like a, I sat down the other day. I must have played like six hours straight. Just had like one run. Went from the first biome biome to the third biome. I know that you can um, like skip them. There's sort of like shortcuts that you can find. Yep. But at that stage, I wasn't sure how the progression worked in terms of um, weapon proficiency and like leveling up uh, like the guns that you get. Um there, so basically you can skip biomes and you'll get a large chunk of proficiency and that generally will bring you up to scratch of where you should be. But I think what you miss out on is all the um, 
the other bits in between, like getting the parasites and getting your integrity up, like getting more health. And so, yes, you're able to make the game go quicker by uh, getting that weapon boost, but you're also missing out on all that other stuff. So it's a kind of risk reward thing. And then so you end up with these enormous long runs, which is what I was doing the other day. I just kind of sat there and went through uh, one big run where I played it for six hours got to the second biome boss, beat it in one go, then got to the third biome boss, beat that in one go, and was like, that was awesome. Um, and so I uh, I really enjoy the sort of, uh, that, that combat, the things that that game throws at you and the progression loop of unlocking new weapons and then getting the, uh, you know, each weapon has its own like stat bonuses and sometimes you find stuff you haven't, uh, gotten before and so you need to level that up to unlock it and it's this like rolling of all this different loot that keeps coming in and stuff that you've not seen before and uh, learning how that works because I think last week you t- we talked about how like you missed the hollow was it the hollow seeker yeah no, and uh yeah how that like that gun's amazing it's really cool to play yeah um, um yeah, it is it is a ridiculous weapon i i feel like i really missed out because uh yeah i went and finished the game again mm. um because there's a secret ending and uh i found out <laughs> that um that's the uh hollow seeker has basically the most broken shit on it outside of the thermogenic launcher which uh mm. Yeah, there's, there's, yeah, I'm, I'm on like some, some extremely high level strategy shit now. But there are two weapons in that game where if you find them with the right traits, uh, you don't need any levels. You could take them hmm. into like because they, they get all the way up to thirty, level thirty, uh, and you are better with the thermojet launcher and full auto or a hollow seeker and a portal beam portal turret um yeah you're better off with those to a level 15 yep uh than you are with any any other weapon literally any other weapon at level 30 there is no comparison you will not die uh uh, but you might die with any other weapon. And it's probably a problem, I would say. Uh, it's probably not ideal that it works that way, but it does work that way. So, um, yeah. Mm. It's... um, It's... Probably broken. They should probably nerf. But that's the thing, right? The, the thermogenic launcher, without f- full auto... It's like three rockets, right? Yeah. One of the worst guns in the game. One of the Mm. worst guns in the game. Not the worst gun in the game. That would be the pyro... Whatever the fuck. The electric one? No, the the electric one's fucking amazing. That was my... That's probably the third best weapon. Um, uh, No, the... I don't remember the pyro. There's like a fire grenade launcher. And it fires these like... Spurting things. You... You should have found it, I think. Maybe you haven't reached it yet. I don't know. Where are you sure. up to? What biome are you up to? Five. Uh, I'm still going. Yeah, five. 
Uh, yeah, maybe maybe it's biome six. I don't know. There's only six biomes. Uh, there's two endings. Um, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's longer than what I thought it was. <laughs> it's right. a longer game than what I thought it was. Yeah, um, and so that yeah I'm- games or. No, no. I just like <laughs> I, I thought it was going to be a lot shorter than what it what it was. Um, it was pretty short for me. Well, that's all I'm saying. All I'm saying is yeah. it didn't take me that long to finish. You know. Well, you've had more time with it than I have. So ah, I only played like two sessions. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. I, I I really like the combat. I think the one issue that I'm sort of having with it is the I think it's got like a memory leak or something in it where yeah. if I leave it on too long, it just kind of shits itself. I got one gun. It could not. Every time I pulled the trigger, the frame rate would just tank because uh, there was so much shit on the screen. And uh, yeah. the further you get into that game, the more stuff is on the screen, just because the, the the type of enemies that you come up against. Um, and I feel like that is something on on like uh, it's something's going on. It shouldn't be doing that because everything I've heard is like, oh, the game runs smoothly on you know solid sixty. They did um, a patch over the weekend that I think made the mm. game worse. I don't know what it is. Because uh, I did have one crash, maybe two crashes. Right. I can't remember the exact timeline. Uh, before we podcasted uh, last week, um, yeah. which was not fantastic, not ideal. Uh, but over the weekend, uh, I had like two more crashes plus one where... I had to unplug the PlayStation. Right. Because uh, it full hanged. And uh, to rectify that problem, uh, yeah. Fuck, man. Um, not, not, not good, man. Like, that's, that's not how that shit should fucking go down. Uh, and that triggered the requirement. If you unplug the PlayStation while it's on... Hmm needs to rebuild the fucking database uh which if it hadn't which database? successfully the, the database the, the database oh. it's just what playstation the playstation says when you unplug it yeah. while it's on it's, it's like you did not power this the playstation off correctly we need to rebuild the database and then it sits there for fucking two minutes rebuilding the database uh and the whole time you're sitting there going if this has killed my fucking save game I'm going to lose my fucking shit. Uh, anyway. Uh, so, yeah, that's it's just it's just not good the way, like, those crashes, man. And I'm pretty sure it happened, uh, like, the bulk of those crashes started to happen after the latest update, which I know the update prior to that actually was mm. corrupting people's save games and shit. So they're just not having a fucking good time patching this fucking game. Uh I, st- I still think it's a fantastic game. Although, I'll tell you what, the more I played it, the less I liked it. <laughs> uh, for a number of reasons that I can't really go into. Uh, but uh, it's 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 almost like... It's almost like a magic trick. And I know I use this fucking analogy hmm. all the time. But it's almost like a magic trick. Uh, in this one, the trick is, like, while a mystery still exists... Uh, the game is better and as you slowly peel back the layers of mystery uh, I feel like it, it loses something um, 
which is a bit of a shame. Um, I still think it's I still think it's a fantastically told story, and I think it's like really well done. But yeah, I did. I I wish I hadn't. Uh, from a gameplay perspective, I'm glad I went back and did the secret ending. Um, although, annoyingly, because of the way I finished the game the first time, I actually spent a bunch of time looking for the... the you got to collect these six things, one in each biome. But you can't collect them until you've seen... Uh, so there's this house... Uh, in in the game world that you'll go into and you experience these cutscenes. There's you'll you'll go through three in the first biome, and you'll go through two in the fourth biome. And if you don't go through two in the fourth biome, you can't start to find these because they expect that you die mm. uh, while going through the fourth biome. Uh, but because I just fucking belted through the game uh, as soon as I got to the like I, I didn't die i just didn't fucking die um and because of the way i did it i never looped back and went and did that uh the house the second time in the fourth biome so i spent all this time trying to find these fucking items that you require from, from each biome and i couldn't fucking find them and it was infuriating and i eventually had to um i, I had to google what the fuck was going on um and yeah so i had to i i just pissed away a fuck ton of time in the wrong biome i had to go back to the fourth biome and then do that thing and then i had to loop again and then i had to go through it all again um and yeah it was just a bit disappointing from that perspective i learned a lot about how to maximize your uh, chances of success as well because well, I didn't die at all my first playthrough. I actually died a shit ton after that. Um, there's an enemy in the sixth biome that is going to fuck you up. Um, and because it's a roguelike and because there's RNG involved, there's a percentage chance that you never run into the motherfucker. And mm. there's also a percentage chance that you run into the tools you require to absolutely pants the cunt. And that's basically what must have happened the first time. I don't think I ran into him and I, I had everything I needed to just fucking finish the game. Um, there are a bunch of artifacts. Like, you you wind up in a... Like, when you're trying to... All you're trying to do is get to the sixth biome so you can search every single room which maximizes the opportunity for you to run into this guy who i believe is harder than the fucking final boss um like he doesn't have as big a health pool but he's far more dangerous um there are strategies you employ right like it's a roguelike roguelites game roguelike game whatever the fuck um it's a roguelite game uh, which means at its core, it's about risk management. Uh, and risk management in, like requires uh, you to analyze uh, where your risk comes from and then determine a strategy around like minimizing that risk. And so mm -hmm. you, if all you are doing is constantly looping and trying to get back to the sixth biome, you've got like options, right? You can either 
uh, like I tried every, I tried every single fucking method. Uh, you can piss bolt straight through the first, uh, the fourth biome. Uh, you can just piss bolt straight to the sixth biome. You can actually really easily do that. Um, you just don't take any fights. Uh, if you get locked in, you reset. Uh, like if you get locked in a room, you just reset um, because it's faster than doing the fight and then piss bolting. Uh, and then you just get to the sixth biome and you will probably fucking die. Um, you can pretty accurately determine whether or not you're going to fail based on whether or not there is, there's like three items, right? Just before you go to the sixth biome or fifth or sixth biome, there are, there's like a, one of those fabricators, right? And the fabricators allow you to spend your oblites to, uh, to earn, uh, uh, to, to acquire artifacts from a selection of four, right? And there's one that everyone loves, which is the spaceman. Um, but there are three, that I believe if you have the choice of one or more of them at this fabricator in the fourth biome, you will probably win. And I, I can say them if you'd like, or I can not say them. Uh, but uh, yeah, these three things you will not lose. Artifacts are way more important than weapons. Uh, over the course of However many rooms you open, you will probably find a thermogenic launcher with full auto or a hollow seeker with either portal beam or portal turret, or hopefully both. If you find both, you literally never get rid of that gun. You just don't get rid of it. It is, there's no way. There's no way you get rid of that gun. And then the flip side of that is uh, as you go through the the rest of the fucking game, if you, if you open every fucking room in five or six you'll probably find a better version of one of those two anyway so i don't know what it is but it seems like the game like tends to give you weapons you like more often than like there's what is there like 11 guns in the game but i didn't feel like I saw all 11 weapons all the time. I felt like mm -hmm. I would go on a run where in the fourth biome, I'd get served up like, I don't know, five of my least favorite fucking weapon, the pyro or whatever the fuck, pyro shell caster. I'd see like five of those fucking things. And then in the sixth biome, you wouldn't see them. And on the next run, you wouldn't see them. I don't know if it's like pure RNG or if it's weighting the fact that I would literally rather run around with the starting pistol than a fucking pyro shell caster. But I got the feeling like it was no longer serving up trash weapons I didn't want to fucking pick up. Uh, so I got that. I, I don't know if that actually like renders out as a as part of the game or not but i got the feeling like it was doing that which is i appreciate that quite a bit although it does mean that like you can sort of count on finding a weapon that you like uh and you can f count on resetting a run if you start to get weapons you don't like and there's there's a degree of management in that um and you just sort of just I don't know. You just have to be happy to fucking reset sometimes. Like, just have, like it turns out, resetting's the only fucking way to get the secret ending anyway. So, like, being really good at the game and never fucking dying on your first run through Act Two 
is not mm. the way to get the secret ending. It will actively fuck you trying to get the secret ending. So, yeah, looping is the fucking way to go about it, right? Like, might as well just loop. Um, and th- this this is some of the fucking this is some of the behind the curtain shit, I guess. That was that has spoiled the game a little for me, but. I still think it's really good. I just, man, if I'd finished it and finished the secret ending and then reviewed it, I'm, I was very tempted to write a review. Um, but yeah, like I don't, I would review. If I roll credits, like the the review I'd write of the first credits roll would be very different of the review I'd write of the second credits roll. And then mm-hmm. uh, there's more, it's more of a shame that I didn't write those two reviews than anything really. Uh, yeah. First credits roll, probably 9.5. Second credits roll, 7.5, I reckon. Um, yeah. Still a good game, but. Yeah. You start to see the, how the sausage is made once you keep playing more and more of it because it is such a, I mean, it, it is a it's single player game. There is multiplayer elements in there, not really. Um, I played a little bit of the, the challenge mode mm. and did like one run, and it's kind of a time based slash. How many things can you kill? How quickly can you kill them and try and get to the end? Yep. I did one of them and got like, I think it put me in the thirties, like thirty four or something like that. Nice. Um, and then uh, it gives you like uh, a bunch of points to use, but it's like, it's nothing significant. It's like five. You kind of, it doesn't feel like it's enough maybe. Like if I played the normal game, I feel like I could get them quicker. Um, and so I, I really wasn't sure why you'd want to do that as opposed to just like, it's longevity, right? It's for the people that, that do play it and then are like, all right, I want to do, I, I want to keep playing this, but I don't want to keep playing the single player game. It's like, I can play this weird challenge mode with modifiers and at least it's like refreshing then. Um, you know, it's the uh, Spelunky type system. Yeah. You're jumping in and just screwing around, right? And it gives it some legs. Have you ch- played that at all? Yeah, I did one run and, uh, it was like some mode where like the the modifiers were as soon as you take a hit you start to gradually lose health yeah yeah yep but i and and i'm it was in biome 6 and i was looping around and i basically like jumped around a corner and landed right in front of like overlapping rings mm and I died in about like a second and a half. And I was like, I could see it coming too. Like I've jumped around this corner and I'm landing. I'm like, I am done. Cool. <laughs> and that was like, I don't know, fucking 20 seconds into the run. I'm like, well, fuck. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm not good at this game. Um, but yeah, I mm. am in fact very good at the game. Um, they, they, um, it has like a very, uh, sort of like dark soulsy, like it shows you where other scouts have died. Um, 
and it kind of tells you like how long they survived or like their death time. It, it doesn't do the 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 death uh the blood stain like hey here's a like shadowy figure of this thing getting killed. Mm. It's more or less just a like a body, dead body on the ground, and I don't think that adds anything. I think if anything, it probably it just gets in the way because. Um, I don't know if you saw this stuff, but it, it no, I did. It brings up like a pop up. Um, you know, if you if you run over the top of a a gun, it brings up the pop up on oh, the screen. Dude, it's I like, hey, shit. holy shit! Yeah, this thing is like in the middle of the screen, like dead center. Is this in the challenge it, mode? Yeah. Yeah, that sounds annoying. It just it just I pops up, and so enough. you'll be running around <laughs> in the middle of a fight, and then half your screen gets blocked for like. Hmm. A, you know, a millisecond or something, but it's still like frustrating because you're trying to kill things and it's a game where you're avoiding, uh, you know, immense amount of damage, trying to re- react to these things coming at you really quickly and oh. dodge out of the way. And then all of a sudden it's like, I can't see anything because there's a, it's telling me there's a dead person here, which doesn't give me any yeah. information other than that this person died here. This person died. How did they die? <laughs> a giant pop-up came up in their screen. <laughs> <laughs> from yeah. the person who died two meters further along yeah, yeah cool i jumped into the options to see there's a way to switch them off because i don't need that but they're not yeah. there i'm sure that that's something that they'll deal with eventually like it's a cool idea of of, of that but they don't do anything cool with it yeah. like show me the dark souls thing of like hey here's a person dying here's them like dodging out of the way and getting hit by something or i don't know man um but it doesn't do that. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, uh, yeah, I'm enjoying it. I still got to jump in and keep playing and try and finish it. Hopefully, I'll I'll get through it in the next couple of days when I get some time. Yep. Um, yeah, you got to finish it. But yeah, it's good fun. That's Returnal. Uh, all right, should we do some news? There's uh, a little bit of stuff here. We got a, a bunch of uh, Ubisoft, or is it Ubisoft? What are we going with? Oh, we're going. With- Ubisoft. One of them? Yep. Uh, So there was an investor's call um, yesterday. And during that, somebody made a statement, a Ubisoft executive, which didn't chime well with a lot of people. Um, They basically said that they'll be moving away from releasing three to four AAA games a year. And instead, we'll be uh, building high-end free-to-play games. Uh, This got people a bit riled up. And it turns out that that person misspoke uh, for obvious <laughs> reasons. Um, they later clarified today that uh, they will not be moving away from releasing three to four AAA games a year. Instead, they'll be uh, investing more time in free-to-play experiences as a priority. Um, so it just means that they'll be doing more free-to-play games as opposed to moving away from AAA games. Um, yeah. Is this still a concerning thing for them to be doing? Like Ubisoft is still one of the, the um, you know, studios releasing single player-ish AAA games, story-driven games, uh, Assassin's Creed, Far Cry, the Tom Clancy stuff, um, yeah. The Division. Like, uh, you know, they haven't gone down the hole of really driving home free-to-play microtransaction games that we've seen. They had a little dabble with it, uh, with the uh, that uh, Battle Royale game, which I can't think of because nobody plays Hyperscape. it anymore. Hyperscape. Um, but 
uh, I think the the sort of examples that people were looking at is like, hey, how can we make a game like like Just Dance um, yeah. a bit more friendly for people to consume? Um, what are your sort of initial thoughts on this move or change for them? Yeah, I think people overreacted a little bit um, to the initial uh, news um, mm. because I think it was couched, uh, you know, I think a, a lot of people's initial yeah. encounter with it was that Jeff Keighley tweet, right? Um, it wasn't just that, but it was also like, this is this statement they put out. It, it was phrased badly. They, they phrased it badly. Yeah. Um, it wasn't just him. There was multiple people that said the same thing. No, no, absolutely. I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not laying it all at Jeff Keighley's feet. I'm just saying um, the, like that was it was framed in the in terms of you know video mm. games are changing and evolving. Um, you know what do you think? Um, I don't. You know, I, I think that sort of put people in a, in a mood, right? Right gone thinking yeah. in a certain way but that isn't really the deal you know three to four um triple a games a year is pretty fucking nuts right like that's a fucking lot mm-hmm. um so yeah like moving away from that might not be the worst thing in the world for ubisoft uh if they were to you know, focus on doing two of them really well instead of, you know, Watch Dogs Legion getting it out there and then four months later doing the big patch that they did to sort of fix it as much as possible and mm-hmm. stuff like that. You know, like if they were to have delayed that one and just had like two AAA games that year, then I think that that would have been better for everyone anyway. Um, and yeah, otherwise, yeah, like... I can I can see where they why they're trying to like like you were saying about just dance you know like they're trying to find ways for people to get their uh, their more casual stuff in a in a better manner in a more consumer friendly way hmm. I think that's fine or even games that um, don't necessarily uh, cater well these days to the sixty dollar hundred dollar experience of, of like, Hey, um, here's a game that you want to play. Uh, we're not going to have it be a, you know, fully priced game. It's going to be something that you play for free, but also there's a battle pass in there or, um, that sort of thing. Like we've seen them experiment with the battle pass system in, uh, rainbow six siege, um, which has, is working. It seems like pretty well. But I guess one of those examples, right, is that they announced uh, a new division game called The Division Heartland, uh, which will be um, set in the same universe, but it's going to, they said, offer a new perspective and new setting uh, in this universe. So uh, I don't expect this to be a, 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 like, a slimmed down version of the division i think it's something i think it is something in that world that's going to be different like a the obvious choice for me is like a battle royale or something like that and that it's going to um 
which fits perfectly with that free-to-play model of here's a game, here's a battle pass system, and you can play it that way. Um, they tried the the battle royale with, as you said, hyperscape. Did, uh, that didn't work. I think I've, I've I've always said I want a battle royale game from Ubisoft that uses yep. either um, that Ghost Recon system Ghost or Recon, the division. Yeah, like fuck yeah. Ghost Recon can be sick. Um, but if they want to do it in the division, I mean, they're quite similar in terms of their styles. Um, and then they could just have the have it uh, be more lethal in that case. But I mean, I'm just guessing at this stage. But that that makes sense to me. If they were like, hey, we're going to make a division game called Heartland, and it's a battle royale game. It's also free to play. Yeah, I'd play that. <laughs> like that makes sense, um, and people wouldn't buy it because you know most of the good ones that are out these days, like who's paying for that sort of stuff anymore? Yeah, Apex yeah. is free, Warzone's free, uh, Fortnite is free. Like, imagine going into the ring with that and being like, "Hey, you got to pay money. You you're dead. You're not you're not getting out of there." <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. What like when you heard about this announcement of Heartland? Is that um, something? Well, like we don't know what it is yet, but. What is your sort of feeling as well? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, that was that was my first guess. Uh, it feels like you know I, I prefer my battle royales to have um, a bit more lethality, but I do think that they could do some really interesting shit in the Ghost Recon. Uh, sorry, the um, the Division world, mm. uh, based on the fact that they had that fucking the dark zone or stuff or something like yeah, dark zone that, that was cool that always felt like it had a lot of potential to be pretty rad you know mm. uh, and and yeah i don't know if it was i don't know about wasted opportunity necessarily but it did feel like um they could have done something uh or done more with it to like that would be how you would get me back into the division is more dark uh, zone stuff because I right. just find the fucking regular running around identical streets in New York shooting dudes with too much fucking health to be unbelievably tedious. Uh, hmm. Yeah, so that that um it reminds me of the dark zone stuff reminds me of like Escape from Tarkov where that is at the moment of like running into an area getting a bunch of gear and like extracting mm. um. That's why, like, the dark zoom was very much that. But rather than you, like, leaving the map, you would kind of just extract at a point, get your gear, and then you could kind of keep exploring. Yeah. So, I mean, that's one way they could do it. I think the battle royale would be interesting, but also you'd have to probably go first person, right? At this stage? You reckon? I don't think a battle royale has to be first person necessarily. But if they want that lethality, I think it needs to be. Otherwise, we get in that position where where PUBG was and it was just people hiding behind walls and trees the entire time. Mm. But I don't think the division does enough lethality for it to be, you know, like they can't have a division game with high lethality, right? Mm. I think they can. It's, it's not... Like, I think it's in the same world, but it doesn't necessarily have to have, like, bullet spongy enemies mm. or players. I don't know. I disagree, I think. Uh, I think that that is, uh, that is the essence of the, the game, love it or, or hate it. Like, that is what um, the Division is about, is mm. that sponginess. So, 
Yeah. Oh, I don't know. All right. I guess we'll see, right? Uh, they have this slated for releasing within the next year um, or a 2021, 2022 uh, window. Yep. And I wouldn't be surprised if we see something in the next like two months. Yep. Or next month, a month from now. E3. Oh, yeah. E3. Yep. Hmm. Makes sense. Um, Ubisoft also announced that they have delayed Skull and Bones, which is apparently still a game uh, that also has a release date <laughs> of April 2022 to March 2023. The last time we saw Skull and Bones was like E3 2018, I think mm-hmm. was was the last time. It, it was on the floor at E3 that year when I was there. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, just like- uh, Just let it die. I don't know, like- man. Like- I'm, I've still got hope for that game. Like, if it turns out to be a, a, a Ubisoft's take on Sea of Thieves, like, I'm in. I'll, I'll play it. Uh, Absol- yeah, absolutely. Sure. It will not be that, but, yeah, mm. I can see why you'd want to play that. Um, we should play Sea of Thieves again. We should. We I was going to jump in yesterday oh, yeah. until I realized that there is still no way you can play that game by yourself. So I ah, right. Gave up. I mean, you didn't want to do anything you, useful. You you yeah. don't want to play any games with me, so you're like, well, fuck inviting Joe along. Um, I'll just... <laughs> no, I see how it is. No, it's fine. I won't take it personally. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No. Um, oh, I'm not going to cry. I'm okay. And uh, that's it for the Ubisoft news. Um, I, I'm sure there was other stuff that came out of that, but most of the meaty stuff is those announcements. Next up, uh, EA also had Investors Call and our mate Andy Wilson said that the next Battlefield will be revealed in June. Um, I guess the big takeaway from this is uh, stuff we've already heard echoed in the past, bigger play account, mm-hmm. uh, which people would be surprised about, very surprised about. Um, and then the destructibility is the other big one. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm- Much else? Th- yeah. I'm pumped. I'm excited. I can't wait. Uh like, Battlefield's basically what I'm holding out for this year. I don't, I don't know what else is is coming. But it's going to be interesting, really. Mm. Um, yeah. Or, like, it's going to capture my attention the way Battlefield will. Uh, and, you know, uh, theoretically, it'll have a Battle Royale. Um, theoretically, they won't fuck with the TTK every other fucking week. Uh, like theoretically it's going to be the game to end all games and I am cyberpunking myself here mm. uh, and just setting myself up for glorious disappointment so that's good it's good I yep. know I'm doing it that's the best part <laughs> is I know I'm doing it and yet I can't stop so you know great yeah, yay we'll see. do you yeah. think they're going to show gameplay of this or is it going to be another Fucking in-game engine click. Oh, yeah, no. It'll be in-game engine for sure. It will not be single player, though. They have learned that lesson for sure. Like, shortly, right? Like, you can only hope. I don't know. How many times times do we have to teach you this lesson, old man? Uh, Yeah. Anyway. Uh, And the last piece of news that we've got written down here is the uh, CEO of Intel expects microchip and integrated circuits shortages to last probably another couple of years. Um, 
This is on the back of rumors that PlayStation is working on a revised uh, unit to get to to deal with these issues. Um, these shortages have been happening for, uh, I guess, the better part of over a year now, where uh, it's not just affecting gaming in terms of GPUs and uh, PlayStation consoles, Xbox consoles, but now it's also affecting the like car manufacturers and yep. like it's just everywhere basically um and it looks like it's going to be that case for a while um yep. do you think this is a problem like going forward the next like like do we see a new graphics card from from nvidia or like in next year like the 30 not the 3080 the 40 series or like what is What's the plan? What, what, how do you see gaming sort of evolving over the next year and a half because of this? Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't. I reckon they don't care, eh? Like, I reckon they will sell whatever the fuck they can, um, whenever they can. They they don't give mm. a shit. Um, they will they will just get their money out uh, because uh, they will get their money out of it just by announcing that shit. Because they yeah they they don't care. Um, they just in it for whatever they can get out of it and yeah i think that'll that'll be enough right uh that'll work for them is this uh constant cycle of new launches that only like fucking it doesn't matter if three people can get it uh because hmm. that's that's their fucking they're still making money on the the last series on the series before that like yeah I think that shit's working for him. Uh, yeah. Anyway, like I, I know that's probably a bit cynical, but mm. as always, I don't give a shit. Uh, I'm just a cynical person, right? It's, it's a I, I feel like in terms of, um, I think this could slow down. Like I expect the next generation hardware to be pushed back a little bit because of this sort of stuff. Um. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. Like the like hardware outside of the cars themselves. I agree, but hmm. the car. I think they'll just keep churning cards and chips out wherever they can. Man, honestly, I think they 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 need that sh that release cycle right for their like shareholders and shit hmm yeah maybe yep I That's guess we'll uh, yeah we'll see uh, what happens anyway that is the news for this week anything else you can think of you want to quickly mention or anything happen while we've been talking I haven't keep it. I, I don't think been so keeping an eye um, alright that is it uh, we don't have any questions I don't think this we do week, have questions so. yes, oh we do, do. We do. Oh, I, didn't, I miss, must have missed it Frisco writes, after seeing all the articles about Activision Blizzard, this must be why I thought Frisco pitched uh, Towerball. Um, oh. After seeing all the articles about Activision Blizzard and the general state of AAA development, it seems like investors and pro producer execs have a lot more influence than in other creative industries. Would we see a lot more creativity if we treated the games industry a lot more like the film industry, where directors are fighting for creative decisions a lot more publicly? 
Should we as gamers throw more support behind individual dev stars like Yoko Taro so that we may see more games outside the box? It's an interesting question uh, for two reasons. I don't think uh, investors and producers have more influence um, than in other creative industries. Uh, And I think Yoko Taro might be the fucking perfect example of that, right? Because that dude is sort of just allowed to do what he wants. He's, like, left to do whatever he likes. He's, like, near uh, Automata and near Replicant or whatever the fuck it's called. Um, Mm. Like, the way he's... The way he's marketed that game, the way he has gone about making Replicant, uh, the the not a remake that he wants it to be, and all that kind of stuff. Like, yeah, it seems like he's got a lot of fucking a lot of power uh, to to wield, and and like absolutely, we should support uh, more individual dev stars like Yoko Taro I, I agree with that absolutely although at the same time we run the risk of uh, of like lionizing these single elements when games require many many more people to make them than than any movie ever has like the fucking there's a reason the credits on Grand Theft Auto go longer than a fucking episode of a TV show uh, like, not the credits of a TV show. They go longer than the full fucking episode of the TV show. Uh, because, like, thousands of people work on that shit. Like, but we wind up being all like, oh, the Hauser Brothers made a really good game with Grand Theft Auto. And you're like, hang on. Did you yeah. not sit through half an hour of fucking credits? Um, yeah. So I, I think we run the risk of, uh, yeah, like, lifting up one person... Uh, at the expense of many, but at the same time, I don't think, like, look at the Justice League thing, right? Like, the only reason we got Zack Snyder's Justice League is is because uh, they didn't have anything for HBO Max. It's not it's hmm. not because he was vocal online. Snyder only became vocal about the Snyder Cut after it had already been greenlit. Um as, like, if I recall the timeline correctly. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think... I think... Uh, movie execs... Like, there's a long history, a long history of movie executives meddling in film uh, in ways that are ultimately detrimental. I suppose you're... Like, Frisco's talking about the idea of them being... of films being greenlit in the first place, but... Uh, there's just a, like we just don't see what what happens when a film doesn't yeah. gr- get greenlit. Like how long does a film take to make? Right, like uh, not that long. No, like, a couple of months of shooting. Again. Yeah, a couple of months of shooting. Obviously, however long the script takes, right? Uh, that varies. In some cases, it could be years. In some mm-hmm. cases. Uh, Michael Bay might be writing it while he's shooting. Um, as is the case of what was like the, the Marky Mark Transformers movie. Apparently he wrote the script while 
shooting that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and boy, does that show. But, like, at the same time, right? Like, yeah, uh, whether or not it got greenlit in the first place, that's the real question. That's the the juice. And there are loads of movies that never get to see the light of day for a billion mm. different reasons. But the risk outlay, the time outlay, all that kind of stuff is, is very different. Uh, yeah. So I think, yeah, you wind up with game execs being far more risk averse, but also like their influence can be felt over a longer period of time because games take longer. So I think it's like an illusion of time as opposed to an actual uh, weight of pressure. That's my theory. What do you think, Luke? Yeah, I mean, I... I, th- I think it's we we definitely see the like um, Hollywood pressure of executives making big decisions. Like we hear about all the time, people leaving. Um, I guess the big films we hear more about of like your Star Warses and your your Marvel films. Like uh, the ones that come to recent mind for me are the for for like Marvel is uh, Edgar Wright on Ant Man stepping away from that. Um, he still has a writing credit on that. Um, like after he left, then Paul Rudd jumped in and wrote the rest of that film. Um, you've got like Patty Jenkins on Thor who stepped away from Thor. Uh, like, uh, there's, um, Sam Raimi, like leaving Spider-Man because I think that's probably the big one. Um, like that fourth Spider-Man film was in the works and the, the third one was just so bad because, they kept wanting to put more villains in it and he didn't want yeah. to. And then yeah. look how that turned out. And then the fourth one was like, they wanted that out as soon as possible. And he's like, no, you need time. So he completely just stepped away. Um, like, uh, who was Star Wars? Someone did Star Wars. Um, someone's other, oh, the, the uh, Jurassic Park guy stepped away from, from Star Wars. Oh, yeah. well, was um, Rogue, not Rogue One, the solo film. Um, Someone jumped in for that one as well. Uh, Richie, Richie from Happy Days jumped in and finished. <laughs> like, Ron Howard, yeah, yeah. Ron Howard. There's like plenty of cases of creative differences where they just leave, and yeah. you like that doesn't happen in the games industry because a we just don't have the names. Like the the big the big names aren't around anymore. You you Cliffy B's and they're no longer the rock stars of like Ken Levine and like the yeah. big figureheads. Um aren't there they're not making they don't wheel these people out and they're like hey this is the game they're making uh you know ken levine got dragged through the mud in the last like two weeks his yeah. name <laughs> like you just don't see that sort of thing anymore because it is such a collaborative effort of of a bunch of different heads working on these things and then occasionally there's like your neil Druckmanns that you know are writing and directing um or your uh, you know, you, you, or you end up with a game like Death Stranding where it's just this enormous juggernaut of a name and you're like, what the fuck is that thing? Um, yeah. That is weird. And so, yeah, man, I don't know. Like, I wonder how much, like, how much uh, the extremely well-developed and robust union movement in film has to do mm-hmm. with it, right? They've got the Screen right. Actors Guild, the Writers Guild, the Directors Guild, They've got all these guilds, these all, all these unions uh, that like may help 
them hold on to power mm-hmm. in situations where otherwise they would lose that power. And I wonder, yeah, if that makes a, a large difference in the sure. way that shit plays out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, I think the, uh, in terms of bigger names, having more gravitas towards like these types of creative projects, I think that the film industry is, is bigger than that. Like when I see it, a name, I go, oh, I want to see that because it has this person in it or it's been directed by, like, what was the one you were talking about before? The um, Tyler Sheridan film. I forgot oh, the yeah. name of it uh, that you were talking about. Something there is those who fire in the, the Wrath Man. Yep, that one. Um, like, there is fire I, in the Wrath Man. <laughs> yeah, I was just fucking around. <laughs> uh, but, like, I have zero, like, if you told me that, the name of that, I probably have zero interest, but then you tell me who's directing it and who wrote it. And I know yep. that name and I know that I've liked their films in the past. Like, yep. I liked Wind River. I liked Sicario. I'll go watch that film. And so if that person's name is not attached to that project, then I yep. I don't want to, like, it's not something I'm interested in. But that's not the case for video games. Very rare cases where you're like, oh, this person made this game. And it wasn't this person. It was a team of people. But there's a there's a name attached to it. And that just doesn't really happen unless it's a smaller indie team in which case like games are just so fucking hard to make they just take so long (laughs) it's hard it's hard for you to have two games that are successful like that big Mm -hmm. uh it's it's very rare yeah yeah all right good question um yeah that's it some interesting discussion um that is the podcast Cool. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, Android, Windows Store, Spotify, YouTube, all the places you get podcasts from. Please rate and review the show. Helps other people find us. Um, if you do have a moment to do that, we uh, greatly appreciate it. You can send us questions, the gapodcast.com slash discord. You can jump in there, uh, leave us questions in the questions channel. Uh, you can play video games with other people. You can jump in the general chat, talk about uh whatever you want you can jump in the movie spoilers chat talk about a bunch of stuff i don't know the thing was beeping all weekend i don't know what you guys were going on about <laughs> um are you gonna are you gonna like spoil sore for us no no okay fine probably not no okay. is it not out for you guys or something no but we can't go to fucking films oh it's risky business it's risky business <laughs> Like two cases in Australia, you're fine. Oh, mate. You're fine. Got a chance of winning the lotto down mate. there. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. It's just irresponsible, um, is what it is. You can also find us on social media Facebook.com slash GA podcast, Twitter.com slash GA podcast. You can go to our YouTube page, the GA podcast.com slash YouTube, watch the podcast in video form. Um, you can also go to our website, the GA podcast.com. It's got links to all those things we just talked about, including past episodes of the show or features Joe Blubsy's features um writing things up there putting all sorts of stuff Uh, you can got a battlefield one coming about uh uh, Levolution 2.0 and uh bring back Levolution no it's definitely not bring back Levolution (laughs) uh but yeah that should be hopefully up this week uh it's complicated a fuck okay. ton of work yep um 
That is all thanks to our Patreon members. If you would like to help support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash GA podcast, become a recurring member, help support the show, help support the website, keeps things running, uh, pays the bills, which are actually due like next week. I think I've got to pay them. Um, otherwise, our domain will disappear. So I'll get on that. And right. um, yeah, thank you. Everyone does it every month. We uh, thank you so appreciate much. support. I love you. Job, love you got everyone. anything you'd like to pimp out for this week you've been working on? Uh, hopefully on my YouTube channel slash on the gapodcast.com you'll be able to read about Battlefield um, I might put it up as words even if I don't have the video ready uh, it's mostly a, a problem of capturing footage but yeah, um, yeah regardless um, yeah, I think it's a good read uh, it's just about how the Battlefield series evolved over time in ways that I didn't really like I guess, mm. and how it can fix it. Um, so yeah, cool. I wanted I wanted it to be alongside the Battlefield Six announcement, but um, yeah, fake, not fake happening. news. I got I, I got boomed. <laughs> yeah, you I mean, if, if bet, like, you should have taken Fortune gets their way, they, it might come out next week. Um, <laughs> all right. You can uh, find me on twitter.com slash Luke Laurie, or you can go to survivor.com, check out my uh, Resident Evil Village review, which went out last week. I think we briefly, yeah, it was out by then, right? We talked about it last week, um, yeah. how I didn't get any death threats, which was, you know, something different for a change. Disappointing. Um, but hey, I was right. I was so right about my, like that game came out. And I was watching fucking, I was watching streamers play and like, cause yeah. it came out at like midnight um, or 10, eight, I think it was 10 PM cause at New York time, I think it came out um, and I was watching people play and getting stuck at that bit that I <laughs> talked about in my read that I couldn't find anyone else talking about it. And I watched the, um, the reset era thread, like people being like, I'm stuck at the first fight. Like, I don't know what to do. And the, just this giant discussion of people being like, oh, I think you have to do this thing and then wait like two minutes and then shoot this other thing. And then eventually, and it just went on for pages and pages. And Steam was the same thing. It was a page dedicated to people trying to figure out what to do in that first fight. And I'm like, that's, no one talked about it, but that's bad design right there. That is and, bad uh, design. I was right. So, fuck yeah. There you go. the gap is always right. Yeah. Um, all right. That is it for this week. Next week. Um, I'm not sure what's going on. I got Mass Effect. That's out in two days. So I might check that out. Play some more Eternal. Um, there's other things going on, but maybe, maybe you can finish Returnal if you find it, maybe find yourself to be capable of it. Maybe you're not good enough. Have you considered that you're not good at shooters? I've been, I've been playing other games that we can't talk about. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Holy fuck. (laughs) <laughs> oh, that's oh the problem. my god I want to talk about that other game so much oh my god <laughs> I have some stuff to say but you can't you're not allowed to I know but people when I wait. can oh my yeah. lord holy shit alright well I guess people have to wait uh, until then we'll see you all next week thanks for listening thanks bye bye